Well, we're starting this exciting new series that we're calling cross-training. And when we think of cross-training, generally our mind goes right to what? Sports or, or exercise, right? And, and the great importance of cross-training is that we, we mix up our exercise routine to better prepare ourselves for competition or to give ourselves new ways and, and fun ways to stay in shape. So I've got my running shoes on. I think I got about 200 miles on these already. So that's one way that we can train. Cross-train, and also you can do some swimming, you can do some lifting, you can do some biking, you can do some walking, you can do some skiing, you can do some wood chopping, right? And gardening, too. All these are, are great ways to exercise and, and help keep our bodies in shape. But that's not the cross-training we're talking about today, is it? No. Our focus today and now for the next four weeks following today is our training as disciples of Jesus and the importance of staying in shape as his followers. You see, and as his followers, there are many areas where we constantly need to be focused on lining up our lives with the message of the cross. So over these next several weeks, we will explore financial and relational cross-training. We will dig into mental and emotional cross-training. And finally, physical and spiritual cross-training. Each of these things play an important role in living a healthy lifestyle as followers of Jesus. And as always, we will let the Bible direct us as together we step up our cross-training fitness as disciples of Jesus. Would you pray with me? Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you that you have given us your word and the ability to come together to know more about you. We pray that you send your Holy Spirit upon this place, that my words may be your words, and the words that are spoken here may resonate in the hearts and minds of these, your children, as we continue our fitness regime. Come here, Anders. I love you, buddy. So, today to begin our cross-training regime, we're going to be looking at spiritual fitness. And this is hard. Staying spiritually fit is hard. Jesus' disciples said this in John 6. They said, this is a hard saying. This is hard. Who can listen to it? But not only did they say those words, they grumbled about it. They complained and they whined about those things that Jesus was saying. Following God's word, living as his disciples, friends, is not easy. It's much more than just posting a status on Facebook. So let's face it. Call a spade a spade. Being a disciple of Jesus Christ is hard. It was hard for the disciples of Jesus when he was on this earth to actually follow him. And now that he's not physically here, it's even harder yet. It's easy for us to grumble. 
It's a lot easier for us to grumble than to adhere to God's word. It's easier for us to follow the ways of the world than it is for us to stand up for Jesus. It's easier just to post something on a thread or on X, formerly known as Twitter, than is actually to live it out. And this is why it is so important that we stay spiritually fit. Jesus helps us out here, though. The disciples said it's hard there in John 6, but but Jesus helps them out. In, In 6, verse 63, he says, it's the Spirit. It's the Spirit who gives life. And he says, the flesh is no help at all. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. And the words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Now, I want to I pause a moment and think about this statement. The Holy Spirit gives us life in Christ. And the flesh is that sinful nature that we have. So now, understanding that, we have to ask ourselves, what temptations do we have in our lives that are attacking our spiritual fitness health? What temptations do you have in your life that are attacking your spiritual fitness health? Is it the fact that your friends, that you agree with your friends, about some worldly things going on? Is it the way that the world is going right now that strikes doubt and fear in your heart in the love and power of the all-powerful God? Or is it your house? Is it your job or your family that affects your spiritual health? Is it those people you surround yourself with? Not that they're they're necessarily bad, but the messages that you are hearing from them, do they adhere with the word of God? Are these the things you're seeking out and using in your cross training instead of following God's words? See, that's what the disciples were doing. That's what the disciples were doing when they said, this is a hard saying. And and because of this, some of them ended up spiritually exhausted. So spiritually exhausted that they, they they did what? They left. They walked away from Christ. They turned their backs on Jesus. It was just too much for them. Because they were being led by the flesh and not the Spirit. The Holy Spirit, right? The one that that Melody talked about with the kids, the the one that, that brings us to faith. The one who keeps us in the faith. The one who helps us grow in our faith. Who helps us grow in our spiritual fitness. The Spirit. They walked away from it. You see, friends, if we are driven by our own efforts, we are weak. You may think you are strong, and you may feel like you're strong for a while. But if you go off of what you have and what you think you can do, you are weak. 
But if the Holy Spirit that, that lives inside us, that grows in us, leads us, guess what? Then we are strong. And, and running this race is hard. Staying committed to Christ, staying, staying committed to the Holy Scriptures, especially in today's world, is not easy. But if you are a follower of Jesus, it is what you are called to do. And it's what you are filled up with the Holy Spirit to be able to do. So then how do we do this? How do we stay spiritually fit as followers of Jesus? Well, the first thing we have to do is we have to stand firm in who we are. We have to stand firm in our identity as given by God. I know who each and every one of you are. The question is, do you? Do you know who you are? Well, let me remind you, let me help you understand how I know who you are and how I want you to know who you are. You see, each and every one of you is a child of God. Claimed by him, saved by him, redeemed by him, by the blood of Jesus, because of the work of the Holy Spirit in your lives. When you stand firm in this truth, when you have full confidence in your true identity as given by God, it makes it so very difficult for the world to mold you into something else. But this takes training. It takes work. So I'm going to invite you into that passage today that's going to make us work. Paul's letter to the Corinthians. First one, chapter 9. We'll look at verses 24 to 27. First Corinthians 9, 24 to 27. Paul writes this. He says, Do you not know... That in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified when you look at what Paul is telling us here he's telling us that it takes self-control it takes discipline in our spiritual fitness you know this those who want to be the best they can be at their sport like running they discipline themselves to work to work at bettering themselves to win the prize. And sometimes this means that they have to give up some other things that are fine and good. But they have to give them up to focus in on the end goal. So Paul challenges the Corinthians. He says, run that you may win. Keep going so that you may receive an imperishable prize. 
Not a wreath of of withered celery and some momentary honor and glory. Not a gold or silver or bronze medal that will burn up in the end. No, the one who completes the race, the one who endures to the end, will receive this imperishable gift of eternal life. How do we know this? Well, the Bible, right? Paul, in his letter, to, the second letter to Timothy, chapter 4, he says this, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who loved his appearing. Now, Paul then goes on, and he does a great thing there for us in verse 26. Let me read that for us again. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 26. He says, I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air. You can't just run to run. You can't just box as you're, you're beating the air. Paul is telling us here, you have to have a plan. You have to have a goal. Paul pressed on, right? He pressed on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Being spiritually fit in our cross-training regime means that being led by the Spirit, not only do we stand firm in our identity of who we are as defined by God, but we discipline ourselves to willingly fellowship with God constantly and consistently. So what does that mean? That means making Jesus a priority in our lives. And yes, let's go ahead and say it. We can say it starts here on Sunday mornings. This may mean that sometimes... We have to say no to some other things in our lives or our kids' lives. It's hard to follow Jesus, remember? I get it. I know all the options that are out there. But but growing in our spiritual fitness and helping our kids grow in their spiritual fitness may mean making, worshiping Jesus with other believers a priority by saying no to some other things. Or you just push back the start of those other things just a little bit. You miss a practice or you miss the first game of an all-day tournament just so you can Worship with other people. The fellowship that happens here with God and with others, friends, it's so important. Also, making Jesus a priority in your life means evaluating the time you spend with Jesus, not only on Sunday morning, but throughout the week. What does your prayer life look like? What does your devotion time look like? What does your Bible reading look like? Here's the thing. I'm not saying any of this to guilt you. 
I'm not. I'm saying these things because the more you are fellowshipping with God at worship here and, and on your own in your own life, the more you're doing that, you see here again and again that in Christ, that in Christ you come out of your weaknesses, you come out of your stresses, you come out of your fears because you have been equipped by his amazing grace. from God, through Jesus, right to you. The world and all those other things that you chase after, that I chase after, guess what? They don't give the same results. They all burn up in the end. Spiritual fitness is vital to our walk as followers of Jesus. And being spiritually fit people means that we seek not to know of God, but to have this consistently growing relationship with him. And the stronger the relationship you have with him, the more attuned you are to apply God's grace to your weak points. Think about it. When you are physically weak in one area, what do you do? You target that area to help your overall fitness. So same in our spiritual fitness. We have to be honest in assessing our weak points. We have to be honest in assessing our weak points and then apply God's grace and move forward. So your devotion life is bad. Okay, mine's been there too. Guess what? You're forgiven. You realize it. Now you take the next steps to strengthen it. You wake up five minutes earlier to read just two passages of the Bible and meditate on them or to read a devotion. Right, you know this, right? You don't just walk into the gym and go, yeah, I'm going to throw 250 pounds on the bench today. I'm just going to throw it up there. No. You work up to it. You strengthen those muscles. So you strengthen your time with God. And then after your five minutes, great. Now you can increase it, right? Now you're up to 10. You're up to 100 pounds on the bench. You're going to eventually get to 200, 250, maybe. But you increase your time with God. But maybe devotions are not your weak point. Maybe it's saying no to some good things and saying yes to God things first. Apply grace to the weakness. And begin to, to build up by saying yes to some God things before you say or before you do some of those other good things. Finally, growing in our spiritual fitness means that we need to check on our hearts regularly. We all know that the heart is an amazing muscle that God created. And that the better shape the heart is in, the healthier we are feeling. Both physically and spiritually. 
you think about it, the heart is the center of our spiritual life. Paul consistently urged the Corinthians to regularly examine if Christ was the one ruling on the throne of their hearts. So, should we be doing the same? Should we be examining our hearts to see if Christ is the one regularly ruling on the throne of our hearts? Yes. Jesus said this. He said in Matthew 12, For whatever is in your heart determines what you will say. Woo! That one make me felt like this small yesterday as I was getting ready. Whatever is in your heart determines what you will say. Think about what you've spoken to people within your lives lately, whether it's kids or spouses or friends or coworkers. It hurts. But again, this is where the spirit is at work. You see, our heart problem won't be solved by just cleaning up our speech. It's got to be through the work of the Holy Spirit that, that fills us up with this new understanding of God's love for us and, and then for our neighbor. This, that fills us up with this new attitudes. Then the speech is cleaned up at the source. It's hard. Following Jesus is hard. Becoming spiritually fit followers of Jesus, guess what? It leaves us sore and beat up. So what do we got to do? Every day, we just go back and we apply more muscle rub. More of God's muscle rub, of his grace, his love, his forgiveness given to us through Jesus Christ. And then that grace seeps in to those sore, beat-up muscles, and what do we do? We go again, right? Running shoes. We go again. Spiritually fit followers of Jesus have this readiness to go. And the more we get our running shoes on, the more we step up and out in faith, the more we stand up in truth, the more grace that we apply, the sooner we're able to get back at it and grow in our relationship with Jesus. You know it. I've said it a hundred times, if not a thousands of times, that this is from God through Christ to you, and then out to others, God's grace goes. It's hard to follow Jesus. It's not easy to discipline ourselves and grow in our spiritual fitness. But remember, you and I, we don't do it alone. The Holy Spirit who has brought us to this faith, who keeps us in this faith, also grows this faith inside us. So it is my prayer that in the days ahead, as you work on your cross-training in this area of spiritual fitness, friends, that the Holy Spirit fill you up as you run the race, as you strain towards that goal, and then finally gain from God through Christ that imperishable wreath, the crown of life eternal. As God says to you, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter now into the joy of your master. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.